Whoa! Daniel! You've been eliminated! Wait a second! One thing I don't miss about NXT is you constantly interrupting me, okay? Huh. Where does this there guy get off? There is one person, only one person, who refuses to acknowledge how good I am. And he keeps saying that I have no personality. He keeps saying that I don't have the it factor. Michael Cole, you're just a parrot. The future is now. We are NXT! Welcome back. To another episode of Half K NXT, your boy Notorious Nando and the Almighty Larry Knight. Does, does that make me Leo Russian giving me a bunch of heat? Yeah, you're Nando Russian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna show up on the rest of the podcast anymore. <laughs> Solo. I, I knew this was fixed. <laughs> hey, sorry, dude. <laughs> Everybody needs a hype man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> welcome back to another episode. Thanks, thanks again for for listening and checking us out. And yeah, we are always available on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. You can also check out our episodes on YouTube as well if you're more of a YouTuber. And uh, yeah, no. what SoundCloud? SoundCloud, yeah, yeah, we're also on SoundCloud. I don't know how many SoundCloud people we've actually had, but yeah, we're on SoundCloud as well. I listen to us through uh, SoundCloud. Oh, okay. I do uh, SoundCloud and Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sure. I'm definitely more of a Spotify guy myself, but I guess a lot of people still listen to it on... I, I mean, iTunes was the giant 10 years ago, but it's definitely uh, kind of evened out, I feel like, with with all these new streaming stuff. I can't stuff. even tell you the last time where I was like, you know, man, I'm about to go buy this album on iTunes. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why I, it's cool that the service is out there, but I definitely haven't used iTunes willingly since uh, my iPod days, you know? <laughs> you know what? I really haven't really used iTunes willingly unless somebody gave me a gift card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should totally not listen to on our account <laughs> unless, unless you have ownership and you are just re-downloading it so you don't ruin your disc yeah that's true and that's what a lot of emulation stuff is with gaming is with it well it kind of makes sense with the old school stuff because yeah you don't want to yeah man i can't blow on a cartridge forever yeah plus all that stuff does get damaged especially yeah like the cds from like the ps1 days that does get damaged really quickly in case if you haven't heard, we do have some uh, some emails that we do read from time to time based on some questions that you have either from wrestling or, you know, anything really. But if uh, if you want to send us something, go ahead and email us at halfkmail at gmail.com or you can respond back to any of our AMA Instagram stories. We put one up every week and yeah, feel free to ask us any questions there. And we'll answer some on a future episode. This week, I kind of kept it simple. Uh, I saw this one and was like, yeah, 
we haven't really answered this one yet, and it's a pretty simple question. This one comes from Anne from New York. She wants to know, and you know, she's she said no limit, but she said maybe top three. Uh. <laughs> we we now we have to talk about. <laughs> Now we have to talk about... Shout out to Master P, baby. You know, Master P got his start in Richmond, California, too. Oh, did he? Yeah, he got his start in Richmond, California, even though he's from New Orleans. Richmond <laughs> house, bro. The question is, what are your actual current favorites from NXT right now? I will uh, I will go ahead and take it first since like I read this beforehand, so I feel like you have the disadvantage. We'll switch it up next time and you'll... We'll we'll let you pick out a question and then I'll go ahead and ooh for sure yeah okay. yeah but I I I had just a few minutes to think about it so from the top I had I'm not putting these in any order but just the top three in my opinion I definitely got to give a shout out to my boy Kyle O'Reilly because yeah Kyle yeah because I love Undisputed Era but he's definitely my boy from from that stable. Just because he is like kind of the goofiest dude. <laughs> Facts. And he also has, I forget which type of diabetes. I think type one or type two. Well, Ooh, there's only one. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, it wasn't, you know, based. Like he has to take like a shot before the matchup. Oh. And then sometimes he kind of also needs to take one literally during the match. So I, I got to give him props for like if I didn't know that like listening to him on a on another podcast i would have never known so that's how much of a professional he is where he still goes out there despite like having that medical condition nice and you know rocks it every single time and i you know i i feel bad because i never really followed him on the roh scene when he was with red dragon mm. but ever since he you know came up to nxt i i have never said that he's had a bad match to me he's like my mm modern day modern day christian you know what i mean ah where yeah. just solid like all the time yeah he's just like solid and always reliable and always plays his part and hopefully you know if they end up splitting up either on nxt or on the main roster i hope he gets like just as a good run compared to christian you know yeah no for real like i think like um kyle O'Reilly right now everybody will kind of think of him as a tag team dude but he's really not mm -hmm. like he he had like a solid singles run in roh as champ mm -hmm. for sure so he's not just that tag team dude did bobby fish ever win it or was he just a tag guy i really couldn't tell you yeah i seen red dragon a little bit mostly like in some like uh new japan shows on access tv yeah shout out to access um but yeah no yeah keep going dude yeah so for me, I picked out one of the girls. Obviously, they've kind of uh, rated the women's roster throughout the years. But as far as current, I kind of have to go with Zia Lee. Because if you've seen her throughout kind of those specials and how they brought her up during the, the female Royal Rumble, they've done a good job of slowly building her. But at the same time, you can tell that she's probably the most passionate from all the the roster at this point because you can tell how genuine she she loves being there and yeah when they I, I saw that i think it was on youtube or on nxt where they kind of announced or showcased their reactions of them being uh selected to be part of the royal rumble mm. this was for the guys and girls when i think it was Kyrie, zaya 
and uh Candace Candace and then for the guys I forget who it was from oh uh was it Gargano oh, yeah Gargano and Black I think I think so <laughs> but but in that reaction like you can tell how emotional she got and she was like really honored to have that opportunity so I really like her like it's one of those things where of course she's green and she's still improving but I, I really generally like when people actually care about their craft and really put out their hearts and you can tell that she has like a good heart overall mm-hmm. so shout outs to her and I, I think she's only going to get better based on how hard she's pushing herself and yeah i think she'll get to that level eventually you know nice and my last one and i think overall like i said i didn't want to put them in any order but i think going with that same thing of like who's the hungriest i honestly think that uh my boy dominic 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 Dijakovic is, uh, I think he's the hungriest guy. I really like him. Yeah, yeah. But I think he just, they just need to, right now, his look is just not good. Yeah, yeah, And he's like, the whole feature eyes thing is really corny. It is. But he's (laughs) hella dope. Yeah. Once he starts wrestling, you forget about all of that corny stuff. Like, you forget the fact that he looks like kind of like a taller, skinnier Ryback because he's got hella different colors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like the dude. And you know they're going to short his name. Yeah, yeah. It, they, that's why it's the perfect opportunity because he's actually doing exactly what they originally wanted to do with NXT where it was developmental. Mm-hmm. So he's perfect right now where he's already, you know, really experienced, but he's making the most of getting used to the WWE slash NXT style. Oh, yeah. Kind of how you just said, like, I, I'm not 100% on board with the gimmick or, like, his catchphrase, but... How you said once the ring, you know, once the bell rings, that that's it. He's, yeah, no, nah, he, he's he's raw, dude. It's like whoa. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, feel free to take any of the ones that I've had too. You don't have to pick three different guys, but yeah. Well, you already know who my favorite. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, definitely, that's also going to be my shout out at the end of the episode. So yeah, but. I, I pretty I think I have a pretty good idea. Yeah, you actually know who I like. I really like uh to Tate Tate Nara Conchi. Oh yeah. I yeah, like yeah. her. She's really cool. Like she got a good look to her. And mm-hmm. then like she started wrestling and get hella fierce out of nowhere. Yeah. So of like kind of the more greener people, quote unquote, I really like her. And then um I'm a big uh let's see, who else do I like? Like on a, oh, I really like Rhea Ripley. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like uh uh, punk rock pete dunn <laughs> but like she taller than him <laughs> oh yeah yeah and then um i really like mia yim she's dope she's one of my favorites ever um let's see women yeah i think that's the thing because of the recent raid with wrestlemania yeah and the there shake-up. was a, a big purge so now i'm kind of like I'm not gonna say that they got set back, but they're I think they're in a really good position to develop new people if they want to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't have to just stick with the same people who have kind of been headlining stuff. Yeah. So I think uh right now they're in a really good good position to create new stars. Cause like the women's division pretty much got raided. Yeah, yeah. Almost. Like you could say that Shirai and you know, of course, like Baszler. I really like Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Best theme. And then she just, I don't know, just for her to have been an MMA fighter and to transition so well. And then I think it's just like, I'm kind of um, biased at the fact that, you know, we've seen her all the way down from like high school. Yeah. Uh, you know, like high school gyms 
to the cow pals to you know what i'm saying like take over so like yeah, that, yeah. i think just thinking back on where we seen her kind of start to where she is now i i kind of hold a special spot for her which is ironic because like the girlfriend really doesn't like her but, <laughs> but it's but like she, but she took a picture <laughs> with her at the airport so it's like it just goes it's even better um and then on the men's side i outside of like the obvious like i really like gargano i mm -hmm. really like dream and i really like champa outside of that i would probably say that i like roderick strong Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As when it comes to like in between the ropes and you know who's going to just like throw it all out there with just action and like 11 different types of backbreakers. Yeah. And just all kind of cool stuff. Roddy is like, Roddy to me is kind of like Chris Benoit mm -hmm. to where like character wise, there's not much there. Yeah. But in between the ropes, you can't deny how good the dude is. Yeah. So Roderick Strong is up there of like one of the guys that I really check for. I think this is cheating, but I really like Pete Dunn. Mm -hmm. He's like one of my favorite dudes. Just overall in WWE, I think Pete Dunn is probably up there. I really like him. Yeah. I'm I'm really gonna be excited when he hits the main roster. If they if that's a plan for the UK people, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think the street profits are growing on me, and I don't know why. Yeah. But it's not even between the ropes because between the ropes, I think they're kind of they're average. No offense to them. Yeah. But their characters would really shine, I think. And I, I like their character. And I thought they were just like a corny, um, like corny stereotype. But like they grew on me. So exactly. I, I'm, yeah. I'm digging that. I, I was kind of afraid that they would get into like that crime time. Yeah. Prime time players. It was getting yeah. close. <laughs> yeah. I think for something I asked you earlier this week, I think they're not on my top but i definitely see potential in the forgotten sons but not as the forgotten sons if, if that makes any sense <laughs> no that makes all the sense in the world because the forgotten sons like we were talking about is we had them kind of pegged as like a a, a tna tag team that's mm -hmm. 10 years too late yeah but like the guys in the group are solid like, yeah they all got you know I mean, they all look kind of generic. No offense to them. They just, you know, they're all dudes with kind of long hair with beards. And they're kind of muscular. But they're good. Like, yeah. I, I like, like, when they get between the ropes, I like watching them wrestle. So, yeah. They just, I think they just maybe don't need to be together. Exactly. I think Wesley Blake kind of got shafted out of uh, not getting a singles run. Mm -hmm. So, I, I think there's more to him than just being a tag team guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I agree. And kind of how we mentioned, I think, once yeah they either split them or when they move up and they hopefully move up into different gimmicks i think that's where they'll definitely shine a bit more than their kind of gimmick that they have now so mm -hmm. cool like i just don't get it like what yeah who nobody's forgotten about <laughs> the only one we kind of forgot about was wesley yeah, exactly and that's because he left because he had a kid yeah, so, yeah right yeah you know but i understand but the other like cutler like you weren't even nowhere before we had a chance to forget you and Riker came from another company. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Y'all not forgotten? <laughs> You're just sons. <laughs> the sons. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again for the question. And yeah, if you have any of your own questions, feel free to send us an email or answer our Instagram stories. So yeah, we'll get into the episode now. This is now episode 13. I will let you go ahead and take the, the episode... Facts because I am bad at pronouncing stuff, as you All know. Right here, this episode is May 18th, 2010. You remember anything about May 18th? 
Uh, it's one day before May 19th. Ooh, <laughs> Kane Day. There we go. That's his birthday, isn't it? No, it's that movie thing. Oh, that we man. Went. You know what? May 19th is some wrestler's birthday, and I know we talked about this, and I know I forgot it, but I know it's somebody's birthday. I'll, I'll definitely... I'm making a note of it now that we'll have it for you on the next episode. I, it's got to be. I know it's somebody's <laughs> birthday. But... We are in Ottawa, Ontario at the Scotia place. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's like Nova Scotia. Gotcha. It's the Scotia Bank place. Uh-huh. Scotia Bank. Yeah, that's what it is, man. I've never been to Ottawa, Ontario or Canada in general, so I don't have any like little tidbits there. I definitely want to go. My my sister and brother-in-law have gone mm. once or twice already, and yeah, they say that it's amazing. it's it's kind of everything that we've heard throughout the years where Canadians are just nice. <laughs> and uh, I definitely want to go there. Cool. So this week we start off with a video recap. I like that they're actually including these again just because of the importance that have started. To, you know, we're coming to an end pretty much. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing a really good recap of doing the the elimination recaps and just overall like the storylines throughout the episodes. The WWE Network did make it a little bit harder for me. I don't know if you noticed with this episode where they didn't include bookmarks, sadly, mm. <laughs> for this episode. So it made it a little bit harder for, for me to keep my notes and time tracking on point. But eh, it, if <laughs> if you guys ever need QA, WWE Network, let me wink, know. Wink, wink, wink. I'm down to test stuff like that because mm. you've been pretty consistent up till episode 12. So... I think that one just slipped you by, you know? <laughs> hey, man, I was on another website today, and it said, like, it was supposed to say, we deliver, but it said, we delivery. And I was like, come uh, on, man, I, I Professional, I, man. I was talking about that with some coworkers from, some, from, Zing, from my Zynga days. And, yeah, it's interesting how the phrase is, you can probably not be on the clock, but... It's one of those things where you can be out of QA, but the QA can never be out of you. And that's <laughs> that's the thing where, like, I always spot stuff all the time when it comes to just like typos or just like, yeah, I'm just like, ah, I know someone messed up. <laughs> In a way, yeah, I think they did a really good job of recapping the the last three eliminations mm-hmm. and, you know, keeping everyone informed of what the pros poll was. Now we start off the episode and Stryker introduces the pros this week, which is pretty cool. They kind of switched it up here. They do kind of a pros feedback slash Q&A session here. Mm-hmm. I had here that they only had six pros. So it was the six that we had, but the two missing were Carlito and R-Truth. But they never actually said why they weren't there. At first, I thought it was because if your rookie was eliminated, then you didn't have to be there. But... <laughs> uh it was just those two that were out. So hey, you know they pulled a fast one because I I saw a less number of pros. <laughs> so I assumed oh it's because uh some of the guys got eliminated. But now hearing it, I'm like oh y'all got me. Yeah, yeah. So bamboozled. I, so I was like, okay, <laughs> why 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 is Carlito and Artuba? I I looked it up. I you know I, I couldn't find anything. But yeah, Kate. Half K wise, I'm just like, yeah, they just didn't want to go anymore. Yeah, man, we have to. Is my guy getting eliminated? My guy's already eliminated. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I liked how Jericho came out. He is always in character. I had here where he just came out walking out super serious and Jericho like. 
And I, I just really like how 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 well not only him but Regal stayed a character where Regal comes out looking super sly, not not as serious not as serious as Jericho, but he definitely just came out super super cool veteran status kind of guy. You know what I mean? It's That's because those dudes they've wrestled in WCW, so they know what it's like to not be professional. Yeah. <laughs> They they know they know their way. <laughs> they, they cherish professionalism now that they're in a real organization. Not to say WCW was not because it was like always my dream to be the WCW Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from what I've heard <laughs> and podcasts listened to, WCW was a shit show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you need any proof, I'm sure you can just Google or YouTube any. WCW stories and you'll you'll hear a bunch. <laughs> or you can watch the Monday Night Wars on a WWE network. Shameless plug. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> and then Stryker reminds the crowd that there will actually be another elimination tonight. So kind of how we mentioned in the last episode where like they're definitely kicking <laughs> kicking it into high gear now, where they're like, oh crap, we only have 15 episodes to go or like we only had 15 episodes now we have to really like speed this up mm-hmm. so yeah striker says that the pros will be you know he asked them pretty much what they're looking for in the remaining rookies miz says that he's looking for the it factor regal says he's looking more for adaptability which i like because with everything that had been going on with the the challenges and people watching you know what they say compared to Brian and Tarver, like those things were kind of wild cards in, mm. the, in themselves. So he, I like that Regal brought up adaptability because you have to be kind of ready for everything, you know. Yep. Once Striker asked Punk, the fans boo Punk like right away. Mm. So Punk just says like he doesn't want to like talk to the crowd anyway. So I, I like how he he kind of freestyled it there. I feel like because he saw the the reaction that people gave him, and so he was like, oh, fine, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to talk if you guys are going to like boo me right away. So Yeah, CM Punk is always really good at like not necessarily going off the script, but just more kind of embodying what Regal was saying of like adaptability mm-hmm. for him to be like, mm, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Like reading the crowd. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. And yeah, I it, how, how you just mentioned it, it does show that adaptability at mm-hmm. that point. Christian then says he's looking for someone who will take the competition for themselves and also agrees with the Miz on the whole it factor. I, I like that part where even though they're heels and faces, they, they do agree on like the principles of mm-hmm. what they're looking for in a NXT superstar. So yeah, I, I really like that. Then it was kind of funny because then all of a sudden Regal and Christian kind of get into like a slight argument where Regal all of a sudden just says like, Oh, the it factor that's funny because I haven't seen the yet factor from Christian in 10 years. And I was I like, know, Damn. I was like, like burn. <laughs> I, that really threw me off guard. I was like, whoa. Man, why you had to serve him like that, bro? Like, damn, me supposed to just go to the next person to get on with the conversation. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's that that came out of nowhere. And like the crowd too was like, oh, like, ooh, <laughs> you don't want to talk to you like this, bro? <laughs> Captain Charisma. <laughs> Christian! I'm looking for somebody that's going to capture the imagination of the WWE Universe. I'm looking for somebody that's going to step up and take this competition themselves. And you know something, I, I hate to, to say I'm actually going to agree with The Miz here, but I'm looking for someone to show me 
it. The it factor. Some of it, some of the contestants here, I've seen it. Some, I've seen none of it. One in particular that's still here tonight. Is that person going to change my mind? We'll see. When are you going to show me it? You haven't shown me it in 10 years. When are you really? going to show me okay, it? I showed gentlemen. you it when I beat you. I don't Matt know how Hardy, many times in a row. Matt, what are you looking for out of the WWE's next breakout star? But, the, but then uh, Hardy says that he agrees with everyone's points so far, but he really wants someone who can survive in not only in the ring, but in the locker room because he says like the backstage stuff is just as important as, mm. as what's going on mm. in the ring. And I, I really like that. And kind of back to the point I brought up a couple of episodes ago where I think because of that, I think Hardy is going to make like an amazing coach at the, at the performance center someday. Cause he really has that really good insight of just providing commentary for the average listener and also for like the boys in the back. So mm. yeah, that's cause Matt Hardy exemplifies a lot of people from that generation too, like mm -hmm. of I'm going to be a backyard wrestler and then a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And then like he and his brother, they turned their backyard wrestling federation into like a real company, like real mm -hmm. indie company, that Omega arts. Yeah. They yeah. turned into a real company. They got championships and all that stuff. So I was like, that's dope. Stuck with it. And they did exactly it. So like, they'll be able to really like empathize with, I think a, a whole different cast of like people who are interested in sports entertainment, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred percent where you can tell, even though Jeff kind of joined along him and it wasn't really his passion, he stuck by Matt the whole time because that's how passionate Matt was, where he was passionate for the both of them. Mm -hmm. And it really stuck through to this day. So really cool. Really cool. Then from there, Jericho, is up next and he gets a good pop and Jericho says that he wants someone who the fans will spend money on, which I, you know, makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, that made hell sense. I was like, Oh yeah. Cause you have to think about this. It. Like when you're buying tickets for a show, you look at like, Oh, who's supposed to be there. And he was like, they gave you a little program with that, but like Carlito Santino mm -hmm. and like the great Kali. I don't think I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the thing you brought up on another episode where, Everyone has their spot on the show for something kind of like a a highlight. Mm -hmm. So if you if you kind of how you just said, like if you read the card and then if you see like Ricochet and you're like, oh, well, I got to go because I know he's the guy who mm -hmm. does like a lot of flips. Yeah, it's like, oh, I already know I'm going to give my money's worth with this one guy if they just give him like a five minute match. Yeah. So pretty cool. And then, yeah, right off the bat, Striker just says that the rookies have to prove themselves right now and. And they kind of go through the first match right now. And Punk comes out, or I should say, Punk meets Young halfway through the entrance ramp. And then they, and then, you know, Punk just goes back to his seat. From there, we have our first matchup, which is Darren Young versus Wade Barrett. Mm -hmm. They kind of do a video recap and describe the, the incident that they went through two weeks ago, which I like just to, it also kind of gave me a, a little recap of like why they're beefing with mm -hmm. each other. And yeah, it was pretty much that brawl at the end of the elimination where Young was kind of pointing at everyone and then uh, Barrett just kind of pie-faced him and then mm -hmm. he started brawling. So yeah, I, I like that they kind of gave us a, a quick recap of why these guys are beefing with each other. Nice. Jericho actually joins Barrett down to the, uh, to the ring. Then Young starts off the match by tackling Barrett down with, with a couple of punches. They roll out to the outside and they start fighting out there for like a little bit. Jericho, of course, starts yelling at uh, at 
Michael Cole and, and Josh again from from uh, from ringside, which you know is always brilliant by by Jericho. Mm-hmm. Barrett starts working the back again and ramming ramming him on the apron like previous weeks where he's mostly attacking the back. Both men do like a mistimed double clothesline, which kind of surprised each other. Like you can kind of see their reactions where once they hit it, they both kind of like didn't know how to follow up from that. Mm. So, you know, just a, a slight stumble there. Barrett then reverses him and hits the wasteland for the victory yeah. at uh, 3.11. So I, you know, it was kind of a short match. They did okay, but I think that kind of mix-up that they had with the clotheslines kind of threw them off a little bit. Yeah, it was it was a nice sprint of a match. It was pretty quick. Yeah. In retrospect, like after watching it, like when I first watched it, I was like, oh, man, it's a nice little match. And like, now I'm thinking about it, I was like, there was really nothing to that match. Yeah, yeah. Like the start and the finish. It was very fast. Yeah, I I agree. I I think it's one of those things where I was wondering how they were going to fill time for the episodes with with less and less rookies happening. So I assumed that the matches would be longer, but it wasn't mm-hmm. the case. So that that's kind of that's what kind of threw me off is mm-hmm. that the matches are still staying at that three to five minute range, even though we have less rookies now. So kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little uh, it's kind of lackluster. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So. From there, we get a video package for David Otunga. This one is very similar to the last few videos where it's mostly the pros kind of giving feedback on Otunga's status. Hardy says he kind of got a free pass to get here just because of his fiance fame. And Kristen kind of makes a joke saying that, like, what is he kind of engaged to? Kelly Clark's accent. It's really funny how. He he didn't even know who who mm-hmm. who he was actually engaged to. Man, he knows. That's why he said Kelly Clarkson because they're both on American Idol. Yeah, <laughs> trying to play me, Christian. He's. I bet you he's like a secret closet like. Definitely, he's uh, a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Sam and Edge probably sing idols. They look like idol singers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Punk kind of rags on him on Otunga saying he like, wears sunglasses <laughs> inside. <laughs> Mr. NXT, the A-list, David Otunga. Google me. My rookie, David Otunga. David Otunga has an incredible amount of things going for him. He has the it factor. As far as standing out as a personality, he's probably number one on the list. I've got more charisma than anybody up here. I don't know. I haven't necessarily seen the in-ring talent come up to match the persona yet. He's probably the worst NXT rookie. And I, I mean, I got to be blunt. He's going to hurt himself. I don't see Superstar when I see David Otunga. He actually kind of got here on a little bit of a free pass. What's he, who's he engaged to, like Kelly Clarkson or something like that? Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson, whatever, same thing. When he's walking down the ring, I, I want to slap his little silly shades off. He wears sunglasses indoors. <sighs> Sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. Doesn't mean that he can't learn. He's getting opportunities that people with just his skill wouldn't get. Not everybody gets a chance to be in the ring with the superstars of today and get to learn from them. Being in the ring with me, watching me work, working with me, hopefully he'll apply that. And I think that's what's going to have to happen for him to win NXT. I I really like this video package. It it kind of balanced out Otunga's pros and cons. So. I liked it too. I just don't like David Otunga. <laughs> I mean, you know, for what he is, I think that just means he's doing his job right. Exactly. Yeah. Because like, I really just don't like that fool. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, Ugh. And he's like, yeah, he's not supposed to like. It. <laughs> I bet you he'd be hella cool to just have a conversation. With oh him. yeah, yeah. 
Probably like one of the smartest conversations you could probably have. He's a goddamn lawyer. <laughs> Big buff lawyer wrestler. <laughs> like what? So from there we go to a commercial break. And once we come back, I was kind of surprised because they didn't really hype this up that much where Matt Stryker is actually going to interview Michael Tarver and Daniel Bryan, yeah. which were the two guys eliminated from last week. I say eliminated because technically they were eliminated by WWE management. And I'll get to that point later on. But <laughs> so right off the bat, Cole is already on Brian's back and saying like, oh, great, he's back kind of a yeah. thing. So they're still continuing that story between Daniel Bryan and uh, Michael Cole, even though that Bryan has already been eliminated. Mm-hmm. They replay the eliminations from last week. Stryker then says that now that they've had a week to think about everything and how they actually felt from being eliminated, he gives Tarver to Mike first, and Tarver makes a good point how the rookies were told week after week that the pros' decision was going to cost them their elimination spot, basically. And, you know, since they were supposed to rank them. But then but then how I just mentioned, like, WWE management actually eliminated him. So who exactly is WWE management? And, yeah, I kind of agreed with him there where if you're being told this, 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 and this, and you didn't really set a clear rules with with the whole competition, mm-hmm. then I would be surprised, too, to be eliminated based on a promo that I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Tarver always makes good points. Yeah, yeah. But then he'll, like, mess it up with the <laughs> offbeat metaphor or comparison. Yeah, and yeah. And he'll yeah. be like, so, how come you didn't really, you know, try on none of the uh, challenges? And he'll go... Well, if you see a group of limos and one of them looks different, <laughs> which, which one are you going to look at first? And then they're like, what? what? <laughs> and, and yeah, I agree. Because then there was that that time when he was like, oh, yeah, who have you beat? And then Skip was like, well, I beat more people than you. <laughs> you just literally got your first victory. So I, I definitely agree with you where everything that he says sounds really good. You're like, man, it sounds great. And then he messes it up. You're like, dude, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you forget about that great point that he just made because he just finished it up with something hella stupid. You're yeah, yeah. like, what does that have to do with? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he does bring up that point with the limos. And then he kind of says that, he did everything he could to stand out. But yeah, and then at that point, Stryker still cuts him off, <laughs> even though like he was about to keep keep going. So I kind of felt bad for him that he pretty much just still didn't get like the same respect compared to like Brian or some of the other guys. So I guess that's the gimmick that they're rolling with him is just that <laughs> that smart guy who's kind of right, but we're still going to just like cut you off from time to time. Yeah, man, he's like, he, he great points, but... That next one just didn't really, <laughs> didn't really sit well, Mike. Mister Tarver, <laughs> surprised he wasn't wearing a, like a self branded t shirt. Oh yeah, that I, guy, love it. Well, hashtags weren't a, a thing back oh, then. Oh man, right? Michael Tarver would have had the illest hashtag. <laughs> I'm a pit bull. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bulldog. <laughs> yeah, he would have been rocking like hashtag shirts for sure. <laughs> oh man, oh the hashtag game would have been awesome with all of these dudes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What it do? <laughs> so then, Striker interviews Brian next, and the crowd give him a decent pop as soon as like he kind of gives them the mic. He asks them the same question of, uh, yeah, how how he's been feeling after the elimination last week. He says that he was kind of his own worst enemy and kind of eliminated himself. 
Brian says something similar that WWE management is mm. the one that, you know, eliminated him and that he's heard before coming to the WWE that there's been backstage politics and that Vince just loves big guys and doesn't really give guys his size an equal opportunity. But he says he's a, you know, he says he's a self-made man. I like that Stryker is kind of trying to stop him from like saying the stuff that he is because he is kind of blending, you know, blurring the lines of being, you know, half K in a sense mm-hmm. where he's in character, but now he's kind of going into business for himself. Mm-hmm. And mostly that Brian then says that mostly that the WWE machine doesn't make money off guys of him. And then that, but he's still like the best person for the job and cool. You know, you can hear him still making sly comments like says who and stuff like that. So He's still just like egging him on and like really adding on to that story. Stryker then tells Brian that if uh, if he wants to answer any of his critics who said that he eliminated himself based off his comments. And Brian points out that the pro says how how good he is and then points at, at this point that that's when Cole really gets angry and starts saying, you know, why is he even here? Like he's been eliminated, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> then Brian calls out the Miz saying that uh, he... Even he knows that how good he is, that he's even better to, better than The Miz. And the crowd really popped for that line. Mm-hmm. I love the next part where uh, Miz starts talking back. And he says, oh, you're better than me. And then both Regal and Punk are like grinning and smiling, nodding their heads in agreement with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he is. <laughs> they're, they're not even going to like deny it. Yeah, Brian is definitely better than The Miz. Like, Come on, Miz. You need to sit right back down. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Miz then does... I thought... He did an amazing job actually defending himself and listing out his accomplishments and then saying that, you know, the only thing that Daniel Bryan has ever done is just eliminate himself. So, yeah, Miz did a really good job of uh, really just defending himself and kind of putting him in his place. I'm <laughs> like, man, <laughs> take that. You you can you can kind of hear it, but because Miz was talking over him, Regal was kind of saying, no, no, Miz, he is really better than you. <laughs> so I thought that was really For good. Real? <laughs> I'm going back to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can barely hear him. He kind of cuts him off, but Regal was really on Brian's side the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Stryker then tries to cut him off, but then he says that the one thing he doesn't miss about NXT is that how many times Stryker... <laughs> Stryker cuts him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool that finally, like, he fights back against... Striker and Striker, you know, since he just cut off Tarver earlier, that you know, actually put him in his hey, place. Striker was getting away with some pretty crucial bullying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like on the load, just like, like, wait a minute, you kind of mean to them. Yeah, yeah. So he he got him back on that one. <laughs> Brian then says that there's actually still one person that that still doesn't acknowledge how good he is, and then he looks directly at Michael Cole. At that point, he says that Cole is pretty much just a parrot. <laughs> I like how Josh is starting to grin like the whole time that like he's attacking Cole now. Then he actually starts making his way over to the Cole and starts yelling at him, saying that he's a poor man's version of Jr. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I, I popped. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, after a while he you know gets up in his face and starts shoving him, and eventually just pie faces him. And Striker runs out there, try to separate both of them, and but Brian gets some. <laughs> some good kicks in before like he actually separates him yeah he beat him up pretty good yeah oh this is great the crowd was like really really behind brian during this whole thing they were supportive during like the first matchup but they they really came alive during like this this part of the show (laughs) it's like it's like when you're sitting and you're kind of bored in your seat and it's like oh hey hey 
Hey, look. Hey, he getting it. Hey, oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty much the reaction that the fans had. They were like, oh, oh, crap, something is actually hey, happening. Look, hey, he going over there by my coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, too. Like, I think it would have been cool to see in the live crowd because, you know, how we can't hear anything. So for them to just kind of see, like, a wrestler going after the commentary team, you're like, oh, crap. Like, is that supposed to happen? Kind it of looked thing? good, too. Like, the way he was kind of pie-facing them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I liked about it is that, you know, then the referees came down and separated both guys. But, yeah, they so far they've been doing, like, the storyline very, very realistically where, like, they don't make it too corny kind of similar to you know current security angles where like security can't separate guys so i think they did a really good job throughout this segment of making it realistic where like once they separated them then that was it like they didn't keep yeah it's not like daniel bryan ran over there and like dove on him over the table yeah, or yeah, nothing yeah. like that or like you know like cold and get mad and like hit him in the back with a chair yeah, like, yeah nothing yeah. extreme it was it was like he was frustrated he was screaming at him. Cole was backing up. Brian lost his cool. Yeah. Started shoving him and kicking him. Yeah. But like that was that was fine. I really like that little segment right there. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I think that's why it came off so good because of how natural it, it looked on camera. Mm-hmm. There is one off? person, only one person who refuses to acknowledge how good I am. And he keeps saying that I have no personality. He keeps saying that I don't have the it factor. Michael Cole, you're just a parrot, okay? A parrot. Those people, you've got Vince McMahon in your ear telling you all the time to tell these people that I don't have it. Yeah, and I do, you you know? You think because I don't watch television, because I'm a vegan, that I don't have it. That I don't have personality. Yeah. I have more personality here. in my little finger than you have in your now, whole being. You are Let- a poor man's replacement. You are a poor man's replacement. JR, you're a poor man's act. So from there, we go to a commercial break, and then they do a replay of everything that just happened. And then the camera does a close-up shot of Josh and Cole at their broadcast table. Josh was pretty much just asking him if uh, if Cole was okay. Cole says if Brian doesn't... I, I did like this point by by Cole. He was like, if Brian doesn't take criticism well from him and starts an- attacking announcers, how is he going to survive in the WWE locker room? So I thought that was actually a really good point where... Even though, yeah, like Cole was pretty much being a bully against Brian this whole time, mm-hmm. it does actually bring up a good point that, yeah, if if he can't take criticism from him, then how's he going to get it from the fans? Yeah, or man, if you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. <laughs> Don't just start fighting your food, baby. Yeah, like <laughs> it's pretty much the old cliche, and it really it, is. Yeah, but you know, it came from Michael Cole, and so it was almost kind of like, well, you had it coming. But to be fair. He didn't. Yeah. He's allowed to say what he wants. Yeah, yeah. So I it's one of those things where he's a heel-ish. But I kind of but agree. It yeah, it, it made sense. And the same thing where Brian, you know, we talked about him kind of also blurring the lines of he was kind of egotistical. And when I thought about it, he was also saying like, oh, yeah, there's still one guy who won't acknowledge my greatness. I was like, but, you know. 
Does he really Does he have, have to? to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does this one guy make you that mad, Mr. Brian? Yeah, yeah. You have to go beat him up because you need everybody to love you. Yeah. You know, and he's in a raw. And, you know, as much as Cole has been a bully, Brian was kind of a bully too by saying he was a poor man's version of JR. So, yeah, man, that was low. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, uh, you're both kind of right and kind of wrong at the same time so i kind of like it because it kind of makes it where you can kind of see it from either guy's point you know <laughs> oh yeah it's like from a wrestling standpoint i understand on a storyline that daniel bryan is the good guy here yeah, yeah but in a life logical situation when i hear these words yeah i don't know if you're really that much of a good guy Mr. yeah, yeah. danielson yeah yeah exactly cole says that brian should be pretty much arrested and that He's, you know, Cole still has to call the rest of the show and he still has to call it because he respects the other rookies who actually want to be here mm-hmm. and, and win. So I like that point of view where even though how he just said, like, they're kind of blurring the lines between if Cole is like a full on heel or if he's still just trying to be professional. I did like that part where, like he was saying, where, you know, he still wants to respect the show based on like the rookies who want to mm-hmm. be here. So I, I like that part. Then we go to our main event, which is Justin Gabriel versus Heath Slater. At this point, then, they still kind of focus on Michael Cole at the announcer's table. Cole does a good job of listing out Gabriel's immunity status, where he said last week he had it and, you know, it didn't really matter. But this week, he doesn't have it anymore. So nothing can save him in case if he if he does get last place. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. The only thing I would say is, like, I hope that they kind of had something similar again this week to, you know, bring up the immunity again, but it was really a one-time thing that they did throughout the season. Mm -hmm. So that was my only feedback of like, well, it would have been cool if they actually had it and then used it in that storyline where the person voted last actually used the immunity. And then it was like, no, I'm not last. Yeah. 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 But you know, they ran an episode. Yeah. (laughs) I bet you they, they were trying to pull that out. There's that one guy who was like, Oh, I got this. Everything mapped out. I just need 18 episodes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they was like, hey, we got 15. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right before this match started, I kind of wanted to give Slater a shout out on his slick new red gear this week, where he had more character stuff where he had the guitars on his trunk. Mm-hmm. And it definitely, you know, fit his personality, of course. And yeah, he's Really standing out on his own at this point. They're really putting over that one man rock band thing too. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. He calls himself the one man rock band. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you've been doing this from the get go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's I mean, it works. Like that's how people remember him now. So if if you definitely stick to your gimmick and you know how he's doing in this episode where he's actively promoting himself and to stand out, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was pretty cool. And yeah, as the match starts, then Cole gets frustrated again and says, you know what? I am actually going to press charges against Brian and that, you know, he's had enough of all this. And then, yeah, he just kind of walks off. (laughs) It was, it's kind of cool, but I'll I'll get into it after, you know, I recap this match, but yeah, he just kind of storms off at that point. He took his ball and left. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From there, the match kind of starts and Gabriel does a nice crossbody dive from the outside, but Slater counters him himself and, and kicked him. yeah yeah he kicked him like midair and the and the crowd really like popped for that as Matt well Hardy too he's like Ooh. Ooh, yeah 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 <laughs> uh it, it threw me off guard because i didn't see that coming either me i was like here we go nice good a plancha Wait, over uh, here whoa, whoa. 
think Gabriel was ready for that. Maybe Slater was just not ready to bump me. Mm, no. Nope. Yeah, yeah. And and Gabriel, of course, like how I said, he's the master of selling at this point. So he really sold that that uh that kick really well. Mm-hmm. Odds are he wasn't selling. It. Yeah. Tato, bam. <laughs> nice toe kick. From there, Slater brings uh Gabriel back into the ring and continues attacking the ribs, which which I really liked. The crowd, like I said, is really into this match. I think it it kind of uh, goes back to the points that we were mentioning that both Slater and Gabriel are pretty much over at this point. Yeah, where, yeah. Dude, the crowd went nuts when the theme songs hit too. Mm-hmm. Like once that who came out first? Uh, Gabriel came out first. Like once that Matt Hardy like beginning hit, the crowd went crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then Christian's theme gets some crazy, so they were going into this match hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. They didn't care about my co-leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's our two favorite energy guys with music. Yeah. No, I agree. And I I was looking forward to this match, too. When I when I saw it, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good match. And then the crowd adding to the whole thing mm-hmm. like definitely made it better. Gabriel does a really nice spinning heel kick reversal. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, gets the advantage and then counters Gabriel with a really nice Arn Anderson I had written. Uh. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know spine buster <laughs> but yeah it looked really really good and and he got the near fall after that Gabriel then does a nice kick from the corner and yeah he just hits the 450 for the win I I will say that I'll get into this in my overall scoring at the end but kind of like what I just mentioned where I was really anticipating this match but then once the finish came at 243 I was like uh I just wanted a, a little bit more just because of how how well I knew these guys were going to blend and then was a little disappointed of how short the match I was. I definitely was disappointed. Although, I think that might have been Justin Gabriel's best 450 mm-hmm. on the show so far. That thing was beautiful. He got like the right angle going up and his rotation was perfect. It looked really good. I think uh, Josh commented on that too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man, that, that was a very short match. And it will be reflected as such in the scoring. But, I mean, it was still... I think both matches were still pretty good for yeah, what yeah, they yeah. were. Just yeah, yeah. To break... Cause I think this episode was mainly about, like, mini segments and talking. Yeah. So the matches were, like, a nice interlude. Because I think, you know, if you're going to give me all this talking for all this time and then expect me to pay attention to a long match, it may be, like, counterintuitive. But the short matches worked well enough. Exactly. I, I think... When we get to the scoring, I'll definitely agree with everything that you just said, too. Mm-hmm. After the match, uh, I did like how all four guys are pretty much baby faces. So they do like the baby face respect spot oh, afterwards. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I liked it. And it, it shows like each each of their characters like coming into place. Mm-hmm. Then we cut back to Josh, who is solo at this point. And Josh kind of recaps it for the audience who are just tuning in of what had happened earlier. And then then I have poor Skip on my notes <laughs> because hear me out. It's kind of weird how we had a full blown out segment for Michael Tarver <laughs> and Daniel Bryan who were eliminated from WWE management. But now we have just a backstage promo for Skip and he's by himself, so it's not even Stryker who's interviewing him. And so this is a guy who was actually eliminated from like the rules and the competition side of it. And yeah, they only give him like a few minutes and just like this cutaway backstage shot of him just like bringing up uh, his 
his feedback from being his side of the story yeah. basically yeah, yeah, like, yeah. so tell him how you feel skip well uh they were intimidated by my size <laughs> by my physique by my overall intensity <laughs> and that's all i remember yeah yeah like, so yeah i felt bad because he did nothing wrong he followed by the rules and you know he he also gave respect when he was eliminated and yeah they kind of just kind of gave him the shaft like you would think that he would also get like some you know in ring promo time but yeah they they just kind of they're that they, he's right you know what they were intimidated yeah yeah <laughs> skip sheffield one man that was my guy too i like that dude yeah still mad he got eliminated <laughs> Damn, no love, though. No love. Yeah, that's what I had here. You don't even get a backstage interviewer. You don't get a mic. Yeah. Damn, and he's wearing Echo. Yeah. You could have at least had Savannah backstage and, you know, just holding oh. the mic, something. But Yeah, at least her arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just put a mic in front of his mouth or something, make it seem like, you know, come on, man. <laughs> Nobody wanted to tell him to button up one of his buttons either. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. No, no love for Skip. No worries, Skip. You just have to. You just had to wait nine years for us to do a podcast to give you the love that you respect. You know the love, the love that you deserve. <laughs> you actually love, and that you actually need and deserve. <laughs> Skip Sheffield, we got your back here at Half K Podcast. Holler at your boys, man. Let's get this man some fan art. Yes, <laughs> it it will happen. <laughs> Last week, the WWE pros voted off me, Skip Sheffield, off of NXT. And it's quite simple. You see, they viewed me as a threat. They're intimidated by me, by my size, my physique, my intensity, my desire to be the best. It's just like that TV show Survivor. They took out the biggest, baddest threat, and they took him out first. We go to commercial break, and they kind of do the over-the-limit video promos. And after that, then, Cole actually comes back to the announcer's table he says that he's not going to let that creep ruin the show for him and uh, starts promoting the over the limit pay-per-view. After that, then we get Darren Young's pros feedback video package. Mm -hmm. Jericho says that in the first pros poll, he actually put Young in last place, which is pretty cool. Like you finally kind of get some of the uh, the pros on how, how they actually voted. Mm -hmm. I like the response that Punk had where he answers his critics because young says that like he got stuck with punk as a coach mm -hmm. and saying like, that's been like a negative. But if you kind of see, if you compare it to the Miz, he's kind of saying that, you know, everyone has their own way of teaching. So I did like that part where mm -hmm. punk kind of defended himself in that way, where, you know, it may seem like he got the, the bad luck of being teamed up with punk, but in a way he's kind of right because he did, eventually you know start supporting punk halfway through and was actually sticking by him and actually you know being loyal to to darren young at that point as tough love yeah exactly but, a little hands off but the hand is still there mm -hmm. training wheels <laughs> then they uh yeah they do a video package of young and barrett from earlier tonight then the pros start gathering around to do the final voting and yeah we go to commercial break and then, yeah, we come back to the second pros poll elimination and Stryker reminds the audience of the the prize. It was kind of interesting where now he says that they'll win a championship match on a pay-per-view, but doesn't say the cho that it's their choosing anymore, which 
I, mm-hmm. I, they had to pull that one back real fast. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm, it's funny how they're slowly kind of changing it throughout mm-hmm. the week. So kind of interesting. <laughs> so yeah, from there, we'll uh, they get right to it. I, that's the part I do kind of like is that they kind of don't beat around the bush as much anymore, that they kind of go right into the, the, the rankings right away. Oh, yeah, yeah. No dilly-dally. Yeah. So in first place... Wade Barrett actually remains in his first place spot. Damn right. As as well as Otunga stays firmly on number two. Killing me. <laughs> Slater actually moves up to number three. Damn right. Then it is between Gabriel and Darren Young. So, yeah, they kind of call him up. And at this point, yeah, Gabriel comes in in fourth mm-hmm. place. And Darren Young has officially been eliminated with the best record. <laughs> so, you know, but looking at those five, he was the obvious choice. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly. Yeah, I I agree because to to start off like it, it's it's kind of weird because how I mentioned that Punk and Young didn't get along at first, but once he actually beat Gallus that's where he really picked up momentum and storyline wise i liked it because it kind of showed that darren young had kicked it up a notch and actually started getting on a winning streak Mm -hmm. so it was a bit of a surprise to me that he actually got eliminated but yeah when you compare it to the other rookies there then it did kind of make sense that he would be next but i i did like his character building going out where he he definitely was more he was catching momentum at yeah. that point. Yeah. You know what? In all honestly, outside of the 450 plus 450 splash, it should have been Gabriel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's still the most stale on the mic. He just literally has that 450. Like if he's out there doing moonsaults, he would have got like maybe. Yeah. From there, Striker actually gives him the mic and says that, you know, you can actually go up to the pros and tell them how you feel about their decision. So mm-hmm. I I like this and I like the swerve too, because typically we've had like everyone, you know, coming off kind of bitter with the exception of skip where he kind of kept it professional Mm -hmm. but yeah i was kind of expecting him to kind of go the same way as michael tarver and daniel bryan but yeah he actually says that you know he just wants to thank the wwe universe and that you know he's felt like this was home to him and he kind of thanks all the pros and then he even calls out punk saying like even though that there's been differences between him that he actually has uh, respect for him. And yeah, he went down the line to uh, through all the pros, similar to that that promo he did a couple of weeks ago with the rookies saying that he was better than them. But in this way, he was saying that he respects him and then he respects, you know, Regal and Jericho and Hardy. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool how. Yeah, he went out gracefully. Yeah. The part that kind of really threw me off guard is then as soon as he said that, then the crowd kind of turned heel on him they were like yeah they had switched on him I was like what are you doing yeah like they were cheering him on the whole time and then the crowd is the one that actually turned on young and they were doing like the na 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 yeah yeah, goodbye chant song and yeah you can tell he was also genuinely surprised too it's like what i just give you guys my heart yeah yeah yeah. this is how you repay me yeah yeah. (laughs) but uh yeah then even uh, Josh and Cole, they said that even Young might feel differently about the WWE universe, universe. because of, of the, the reaction he's getting. But Man. yeah, Young kind of says that 
you know, it won't be the last time you see him. And after that, then he actually got a pop again. And he said, believe that. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, did he start saying it before Rome? He sure did. <laughs> he said, this won't be the last time you're going to see me. You can believe that. <laughs> and he walked away. I was like, what? Yeah. Come on, man. And then, yeah, I had here. Then the crowd cheered him. And I was like, wow, this crowd is turning more heel and face than the big, big show. show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you the microphone. Why don't you tell the pros poll personally what you think of their decision? Go right ahead. You know, I was hoping this day wouldn't come. But to be quite honest, not only do I want to thank the fans in attendance for giving me the opportunity to perform in front of you guys, but I want to thank the fans at home. The difference between me and every other NXT rookie is I have respect. I have respect for you. I have respect for you, and I do have respect for you. Respect for you, respect for you, and respect for you. I'm not going to come up here and holler and cry, but I just want to say thank you. NXT is over for me. <laughs> Shouldn't have been so nice. Class act. Well, perhaps Darren Young has a different view of the WWE Universe now. Maybe he should just leave. This is not the last time you will see of Darren Young. You can believe that. From there, then, Stryker says that now we're down to the final four and things are going to pick up even more next week. Then, as they close the show, they kind of replay the same package of uh, what happened between Daniel Bryan and Michael Cole. Yeah, they was loving that. Yeah. Then, Josh kind of slides in there at the last second that there will be another elimination next week. And I find it kind of weird that Josh was the one that had to say it. I thought Stryker would have told the crowd, uh, mm. the live crowd that. So it was kind of interesting that he didn't make it a bigger deal that, you know, next week we're also going to have an elimination mm -hmm. besides the uh, the semifinals. So, yeah, overall, that closes out the show. And I think from the stuff that we had mentioned, I think they did a, a pretty good job of making the show feel important, but also getting over the storyline between Daniel Bryan and Michael Cole. Yes. But. I think, yeah, I, I guess I'll just roll into my um, my scoring here. I I definitely kept gave commentary a four just based on like everything we just said, where I like how they kept the story between Cole and Brian realistic, where Cole was on him the whole time, but he still did it in a very half K sense where he was staying in character but he was also not trying to let that distract the whole show mm -hmm. even though that when you know when i get to the matches part of it he did kind of take some of the spotlight away i think he did it enough where he kind of kept that storyline going but him and josh made a good point throughout the whole episode of getting over the importance of the final four 
and the eliminations tonight and making sure that the rookies actually did their part to stand out from from each other before facing elimination. So, yeah, commentary, I think, was under a game today. And yeah, I, I gave it a four. For me, as far as matches, that's where I gave it a two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, yeah, kind of how we mentioned that the matches themselves were pretty good. And for especially my match of the episode with Justin Gabriel versus Heath Slater, mm-hmm. I I really liked it. And kind of how I was saying earlier that I think if they were given at least five more minutes, then my score would have gone up a little bit more. But the fact that you know, we had two guys who were really over. The crowd was really into the match. And then to kind of cut it off really short and, you know, kind of have a slight distraction by Michael Cole in the beginning of the match, that mm-hmm. um, that kind of put me a little bit lower. So even though I given it, gave it overall a two, I, I would say, like, there was nothing wrong with the matches. I just really wanted them to be longer. And, yeah, for my my fun facts of this episode... It's actually now the lowest percentage of wrestling on an NXT episode. <laughs> so there was a total <laughs> between the two matches tonight. It was only five minutes and 54 seconds of oh, actual it break six. It didn't even break six minutes. So percentage wise, it's at 12.88% of wrestling on a 45, 47 you know, minute oh, episode. Man. So now it's like the lowest ranked so far. So, yeah, at that point, I had to give it a two because to me, I would have given it a three if the matches were a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. If they were maybe three minutes. Each. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for production, I gave it a three as uh, or I should say I gave it a three since I really enjoyed the show. I think they did a really good job with the video packages. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was a pretty average show. And I think it only got saved by those video packages. And I think. Still, yeah, they did a good job of like filming the whole exchange between Michael Cole and Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, overall, they did a really good job tonight. Nice. And yeah, for entertainment, I gave it a four nice. because even though the matches were short, this whole Daniel Bryan and Michael Cole storyline definitely stole the show. And throughout the whole show, I, I was never actually bored. It it went by pretty quick, and with with all the the promos and. And yeah, the storyline, like they kept it fresh enough for me that to still be engaged where once that attack happened by by Brian, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I definitely want to know what happens next after the commercial break. So mm-hmm. overall, I was, yeah, entertained. So I, I gave it a four. Nice. Yeah. I think we might have a 3.5 show. Oh, man. Because for commentary, I also went for uh-huh. given that. I felt like since they only had like twelve percent wrestling, yeah, it had to be very heavy on the um the commentary side. Mm-hmm. So I was very like uh I guess sympathetic towards what they had to achieve to really get the show over. Yeah, um, matches I also went to because there was like only two matches and it didn't hit six minutes. Yeah, I mean six minutes isn't like my barometer. I would prefer like at least ten minutes exactly. of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're not even gonna give me six that's a that's below average yeah. um production i went for just because i tied production and commentary kind of together yeah, yeah, yeah as they were like the main offerings of the show and then entertainment i went three because i thought it was i mean it was just like an average show to me there was nothing that really jumped out that made me say i would probably watch this again mm-hmm. other than cm punk saying that like he wears sunglasses indoors yeah but other than that <laughs> then 
yeah, so I think we had pretty much the same scores except for production and entertainment being swapped. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was on that borderline, too, of giving production a higher one, but kind of how you mentioned, like, I grouped up some things together. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So with our combined scores, this episode is a 3.3. Oh, so, close. yeah, I think that makes sense based on, like, how we averaged out pretty much with each category. And yeah, I think that's the score it actually deserves. So entertaining show, but yeah, definitely we need to uh, improve the match length quality here. So definitely. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't you ever do that to me again, NXT. <laughs> Especially as you're like winding your show down, like go out strong. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is that's that's not a good one. I think what we have, what that was 13. Mm-hmm. And then what we got 14, 15. Yeah. For this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a stinker right there. Like, yeah. That was that was an egg for sure laid on us by the match gods. Yeah. On the next episode, yeah, we are pretty much almost in the home stretch where we're officially in the semifinals slash final four. In the main event, we have Wade Barrett versus Justin Gabriel, which is also a match I, I really want to see. Yeah. I can tell that the kind of balance between their their characters and their in-ring work will will hopefully be a good yeah a good match. They're like opposites like yeah uh, you got the the monotone high flyer and then you got kind of like the loud boastful big guy yeah, yeah yeah so we'll see how that goes yeah so yeah i'm i'm definitely looking forward to that match and yeah they're kind of like how they said at the very last minute there will be an elimination next week as well so we're so what are we down to four? We're down to four, yeah. We have and then you narrowed down to three. Yeah. So we have Wade Barrett, Otunga, Justin Gabriel, and Slater Gator. Slater Gator, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that does it for us on this episode. And yeah, as always, we want to kind of give a shout out to Do it. Grow Canvas Bro. Yeah, do it. And my do biggest it. shout out do it this week <laughs> do it is your girl <laughs> our girl now <laughs> miss mia yim because we had recently been working with girl canvas girl on a new animatron project and our first one was with mia yim and yeah she gave us a shout out on instagram as well so we can't thank you enough and we super appreciate it obviously we're huge fans and I can't remember the episode number, but you can clearly see us uh, supporting her at the San Jose show a couple of months back. And yeah, so we're not lying when we're saying we're fans because it's been caught on camera. So yeah, hey, uh, shout out to me Yim, but I mean, are you listening to the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll constantly keep giving more shout outs if, if that's the case. Oh, definitely. Yeah, man. Like, you know, we could draw you all day, but we want you to hear our yeah <laughs> so shout out to me Yim, and keep doing your thing did you uh did you have any shout outs or are we both sharing the shout out this week no <laughs> shout out to the uh san jose sharks the sharks period just the, the whole franchise yep the san jose <laughs> sharks shout out to them period i think we we need to go to a game again i i went a couple was it last year or two years ago and yeah, it's definitely a good time. So to a shark, I ain't never been to a shark. Oh, no, we gotta go then. We gotta go. <laughs> I, heard, I heard, I hear awesome things about it, and I'm like, man, it's cold in there. Probably, I love cold. Yeah, you miss that. Plus, Mark and I went to the Whole Foods that it's just like a couple blocks down, 
and they had like a really nice like beer garden area and yeah that's where that's where we went before the game so definitely recommend it i didn't see that coming I'll tell you that much. but hey i'm with it beer garden at the whole food yeah all righty so thanks again for listening and yeah if you haven't followed through we're even though we're coming closer to the end of the season you can still catch up if you are just you know listening to us for the first time we have all of our episodes archived on youtube podbean itunes and spotify so if you need to catch up you know this is a perfect time to catch up before we come to wrap up the season and yeah thanks again for listening and we'll we'll uh we'll be back on the next episode yeah man this is the perfect time for you to catch up if you can cut the mustard Ooh, <laughs> and that we'll close this out <laughs> later <laughs> <laughs>